to the Parable Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Zapchank. This is a place for conversation and celebration of stories that illustrate God's presence in our everyday life. A parable is just a simple story that is used to illustrate a lesson. And you know, we all have those things in our life. It's it, Maybe it's big or it's small, whatever it is. You can look back and say, without a doubt, when I look at a certain season or a specific time in my life, God taught me this. Today, we're going to hear from my friend, Farrah Brown, and how she recognized the limits in her own life. I am thrilled to be with my friend, Farrah Brown, today. She is just one of those friends that you have where you maybe not see each other too often, but when you do, it's just like you just go right into it, get into the deep questions, get into the nitty gritty. So Farrah, I believe you are authentic and you make me think deeper and you're just a lovely person. So I'm I'm grateful to have you here today. Thanks. So good to be here. So your day job, you are in... Interventional cardiac nurse. You also teach yoga. So anything else we should know about you? Who is Farrah Brown? Um, I've been married for 20 plus years. Two boys, both teens, 15 and 13. So that brings a whole new challenging season of parenting teenagers. Total dog mom, like love my little puppy with my whole heart. She's just my little shadow. Love being at the beach. That's my favorite place in the whole world. But I do love fall in Chicago. I think that's like one of the one of the biggest redeeming things of living in the Midwest is October in Chicago. If you could think of one yoga pose that best describes your personality, Mm. which yoga pose would it be? I really love a good forward fold, whether it's standing, seated, whatever. I love the way it makes me draw in both physically and spiritually. Just encourages a little bit of release and a little bit of quiet. This podcast is designed to help celebrate everybody's story. We all have a story. I kind of think of it sometimes as like the puzzle of our life. There's all these little pieces that make us who we are, that God is shaping us into who he envisions us to be. And, you know, some are jagged, some are just easy to like put in. So if you could think back over your life, what's something that has stuck out to you and really seen God's hand in? When thinking about kind of like what story I wanted to tell, it's not a concise little thing, but let me just paint a little bit of a picture here. When I was in high school, I was one of those girls that knew exactly what she wanted to do, where she was going to be, who she was going to be with. There was, you know, a certain boy, there was a certain school, there was a path. I had just laid out a path for myself. I thought, I can do it all. I can do whatever I want and I'm in control. I'm controlling this plan. But everything I did kind of in high school was to meet those certain ends, right? The ones that I had envisioned for myself as far down the line as I could possibly see as a 16, 17 year old girl. But then kind of as things started to unfold, there was some deep rejection from this certain boy that I thought was going to be a big part of my future. I ended up at a totally different school than I expected 
needed to be. And those those were kind of the beginnings of me learning like, oh, I have limits. There are limits to what I can control and what I can't control. And that's not always an easy thing to be faced with. Like this idea that I thought I was controlling the path and now all of a sudden there are limits in my way that are keeping me from that path. I was like high ambitions, right? I saw myself going to medical school. I thought I was going to be like on the mission field because I loved science and I loved helping people. And I think there was also a piece of it where I like, I wanted that prestige or like affirmation that came from the title of MD. So there was one summer in college where I was home living um, with my parents in Florida and I needed a job. So I noticed that the Walgreens down the street was hiring a pharmacy tech and I had zero experience as a pharmacy tech, had no idea what to do, but they were willing to train me. So I thought, you know, thinking towards those ends, I thought this job is going to look amazing on a medical school resume. So I took this pharmacy tech job. They taught me medical terminology and like abbreviations and all of these things. And it was great. I had a great summer doing this job. Well, the next year in school, I had to take organic chemistry for medical school. And that did not go well for me. I did not do well in it. It was so, so hard to consider myself a science person, someone that that was my strength and to have this be so difficult, like taking me to the edge of what I thought I was capable of. The fact that Orgo didn't go well and the fact that I was dating this boy who turns out was going to be my husband down the line, the the course of life just kind of begins to change. Fast forward to a couple years later, my husband and I are living in Baltimore. I'm attending Johns Hopkins Nursing School and we're newlyweds. We have like exactly zero dollars to our name. And so I'm like, again, I have to get a job to help pay for school and just food. So I heard through the grapevine that if you were in nursing school and you applied at the hospital, that they liked to employ students, that they didn't like give clinical jobs, but they just, they would find a spot for you just to like help you out. So I went over there and applied and the recruiter who was um, just like asking me questions about life experience and work experience and all of those things. When she heard that I'd worked at that Walgreens pharmacy, she was like, oh, well, let's just, you know, give you this placement test and see how you do. And because of all of the things I learned in that job that I thought was preparing me for medical school, I scored well enough on this placement test to be placed in the coronary ICU, which they never took students there. So it was very rare for them to take students, but they took me because of my score and because I was in nursing school. Being placed there was kind of like this springboard for the rest of my career. I worked there all through nursing school. They hired me as a new grad, so I became a coronary ICU nurse from day one, which is like unheard of. That was like where my career took off. I would have never, ever thought that that would have been the course of how things would go. I would have never guessed or planned. 10 years earlier, here I am planning for medical school and all of these things. And life just took a really different direction than I had planned. So bring it back to the parable. The lesson that I think that I can learn from kind of looking back at that season of life is that my steps are intimately known and directed. And God is 
never going to let me fall. So things that I see as drastic turns, moments where it's easy to like panic, those are the moments that God is asking me to trust and look deeper. And he's drawing me into his plan instead of my own idea of the way things should go. Well, thank you for sharing that, Farrah, because I think that's so true where we have. I think I, I struggle with the same things of control and what we imagine our lives to be and how things are planned out. I love my calendars. I love my to-do list. And when it does not go my way, usually not a happy camper. And as you age, you you realize that. And I think you release like some of those little pieces over time. As a mom to, you said 13 and 15, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking back at your yourself at 16 and now raising two young men, what would you tell them or yourself as you kind of just impart this wisdom as they go along in their life? The thing that I would want them to know is we can't know the mind of God. Like we can't know exactly what he has planned for us, but we can know that God has known who we are meant to be from the beginning of the universe. From before there was time, we were hidden in Christ and we were known and our steps are known. And we may not know the mind of God, but we know his character and we know that he is good and abundant in love and mercy and that he is directing their path. Even as they have ambitions and goals, those things aren't bad. It's not bad to have desire and ambitions for the way you want your life to look. But just know that ultimately, it's the fact that we are known and intimately loved that directs our steps. And that that's a comforting thing, right? Like we can plan and, and have goals. But then when those things don't happen, the comfort comes from knowing that all along, our steps have been known and directed. When you look back over your life, you said you had like the springboard moment from 16 to now. And you said you had this moment of realizing, oh, well, maybe this was the course or this is what God put in my way. Did you feel like those moments of like affirmation, like, okay, yeah, maybe I had this set in my mind originally, but I can see God is affirming as I'm going throughout my life. Did you have those senses? I don't think I had the senses at the moment at all. I just kind of thought, oh, cool. I did well on this placement test. And so they're going to put me here. Like, okay, let's roll with that. There's such a unique gift and mercy in being able to look back and have those kind of realizations now. Because, you know, at 44, life is not done taking different directions. There's lots of path still to go ahead. And so I think it gives this ability to make Maybe look at course changes a little differently now and as they kind of come up in the future. And like you said, also like to give that little nugget of wisdom to my teenagers, that might feel like a disappointment. It might feel like you're being smacked in the face with your own limits, but really it's a moment of grace and a moment of like awakening to who this person is that God has created you to be from the beginning of time. We do have limits and that I think is hard even as you continue in your faith and you grow to recognize like it's it is okay to have limits because I think we just want to do so much we want to be everything to all people how would you say that you you recognize those limits now and how do you talk to God about that 
recognizing limits is not a strength for me. I'm not good at that. I'm not sure many people are, to be honest. I think the journey for me in my own limitations has been learning that it's in those limits that allows God's love to kind of permeate me and call me back to himself. It's those moments where I feel like I have not reached the ambition or the goal that I have set for myself. Like I fell so short of where I thought I was going to be or what I thought I was able to do. But it's in those moments where you're like, gosh, I am not who or what I wanted to be. It's in those moments of limits that God's like, it's okay. Here is my limitless love and mercy. And that limitless love of God kind of steps into those moments where I'm feeling my limits most exaggeratedly. That's why you need me. (laughs) That's why you aren't able to do it all. I can't do it all. It's not for me to do. My kind of girl crush um, is Teresa of Avila. She's this amazing nun who lived centuries ago. And she has this quote that says, it is necessary at every stage of life to draw what we need from God, not from ourselves. And I just come back to that. It is necessary for me to draw what I need from him and to find my identity, my affirmation, in his limitless love, especially in the midst of the times when I'm feeling my own limits even deeper. Like you said in that quote from Teresa, which I can link in the show notes because I I have not heard of her before. So I'd love to check out your girl crush. Yeah, girl. So when you recognize those things that you want to seek out from God, do you think that's ever changing for you? Or do you find yourself coming back to these same things? Maybe it's a different scenario from when you're 16 to 30 to 44. But have you seen those like core things like, oh, wow, even though I thought I've recognize my limits. It's like still like those same things over and over. Yeah, I think it is. It's like there's things kind of like at the depth of who we are, either like wounds or just things that are true about my personality. Like I'm such an affirmation seeker. I desire that good word or praise from other people or for people to kind of look at what I've done or the things that I'm doing or who I am and say, wow, that's great. Good job. You know, or that's really awesome. That thing that you did. So that I know is a common thread for me in my limits. It usually comes from thinking that I'm doing a certain thing for affirmation or for the praise. And then it doesn't happen the way I think it is. And then all of a sudden it's like this huge identity crisis. Well, I was searching for my affirmation in the fact that I was doing this one thing instead of searching for the affirmation in who God knows me to be and has known me to be for all eternity. So yeah, that's, that is a common one for me. And I'm mentioned that at the beginning, like I thought medical school and going out on the mission field was the thing to do because that was what would get me the most praise or affirmation. And really God had a totally other path. And part of that path was for me to learn that I don't get my affirmation from the path at all. I have to draw on him every single day for every single thing. When I was younger, I don't know if you ever saw it, there was that Robin Williams movie, Patch Adams. Oh, yeah. He was like a doctor. Exactly. He was a doctor. Like, laughter was huge. And I remember watching that movie with my mom. And I said, Mom, I am going to be a doctor someday. And she looked at me and she said, no, you're not. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you know, in the moment, I don't remember if that was like middle school or high school. I was just like shocked that my mom would say such a thing because you're like, aren't parents supposed to encourage and uplift? But she she saw those gifts that were already in me, and she knew like as much as I loved this movie or what the sentiment was about, she knew that that wasn't in me. Yeah. So besides God speaking into your life, do you feel like there are people that are truth tellers and that were honest with you or kind of just help you shape and guide you as you went through these decision making processes and in what was your gifts and what was not? I mean, I think we all have kind of friends along the way. Honestly, I feel like one of the reasons why I strive and seek this affirmation and praise is because I got so much of that as a child. I, especially my dad, like I feel like I could do no wrong in his eyes. I mean, like you said, you expect this, yeah, babe, do whatever. You can do whatever you want. You can be whoever you want to be. You know, like that's the message that I was hearing. So I was like pumped up, like, yeah, I can, I can do that. So I, I can't think of like one specific person. I mean, I've had some really amazing friends along the line. I feel like when I started at Wheaton College, that kind of introduced me to a whole group of people, some lifelong friends who have at different points kind of played that role for me. Like maybe your life is not looking exactly like what you thought, but this piece of it is really good. And let's focus on this really good piece. Or have you thought of maybe framing it a different way? I had some really great teachers at Wheaton. I think that even if they weren't speaking that directly to me, like just them hearing from the Lord and teaching the things that they were called to teach and just kind of being able to sit underneath them. I've had some really great mentors in that way. Yeah, I I don't, I can't think of one specific person. I just feel like I've been really blessed to have people at my side at the times when I needed them, you know, just can kind of see back to how God has placed different people to be that voice of encouragement and truth at different places. Yeah, it's true. When usually people ask me, like, who is somebody that has meant a lot to you? <laughs> like my mind, my mind goes blank. But usually, you know, it's just, it's simple things. Maybe people that, you know, like you said, like uh, teachers at Wheaton or your college that are just, or maybe a message that you heard on a Sunday, you don't even remember who was even speaking, but it was like something that they said just helped you feel more secure and understand God in, in a better light. Yeah, I had this one instructor at Wheaton. Her name was Carla Waterman, and she was just different than anyone I had ever met. And was just very much like her words of wisdom were usually find out who you are in God, like put everything aside and just let's spend some time and energy finding out who we really are in relationship with our beloved. And I think that was a message that was new to me and instrumental in helping me reframe this path shift. Like, okay, well, maybe the ambitions that I thought were going to be part of my future, maybe that's not deeply rooted in who God knows me to be. So I think sitting in her under her wisdom was a big shift for me. 
finding out who you are in God, I mean, that takes a long time. I think if somebody thinks, oh, like, I'm going to just do that over a retreat weekend, that's maybe not necessarily the case. And that is also seasonal. And also as things come up in your life, God shifts our perspective and we understand ourselves better. Or there's instances that have come into our life that completely blows open another part of our soul and our beings. And I think, you know, in our culture, we strive to achieve like certain goals or what you were talking about. We have these ideas of what we are supposed to be, what we're supposed to be as wives, what we're supposed to be as friends, as Christians. And God doesn't ask us to strive. He just wants us to be close to him. Yeah. There's this quote by Thomas Merton where he says, the next time you receive the Eucharist, stop and realize that you are being perfectly cared for. And that phrase, it just sticks with me. You are being perfectly cared for. So you look at your life and you think, God, there's no way. I couldn't have planned it to look this way if I had tried. Could not have guessed. But then you like fast forward or you look at who you've become and you just have to know that you are being perfectly cared for by a God who knows you intimately and has known you from the beginning of time. Those are good words, Farah. I appreciate you for being honest and and sharing your heart. That's true of just reminding ourselves that we are perfectly cared for in God and there's nothing that we have to do to accomplish, but just allow him to work in our lives. So thank you so much for sharing today. Yeah, thank you. Farah, if people wanted to connect with you, how can they do that on Instagram or anything like that? I'm just at Farah Brown on Instagram. You don't want to see them in the Catholic lab, right? That's not the place. No, that is not the place. Let's connect in a yoga class. That would be way better. (laughs) Um, But if you need a cath lab or some cardiac nursing, I am your (laughs) gal. All right. Well, Farah, thanks so much for being on the show today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Danielle. You're awesome. I am so grateful that we got to hear Farrah's parable and how she recognized that despite all of the turns in her life, God has been with her every step of the way. You know, sometimes we run this life so quick, right? We forget to breathe. We don't assess and we don't listen to God's heart in our life. So I always like to leave us with a couple takeaway questions so we can think about this over the next couple of days and make this a part of our life. So the first question would be, find out who you are in God. That was from one of Fair's professors. It was just a simple question and it seems like that would be easy, but really we have to think about it. What is the truth that's God? is sharing in your life? Uh, What is the truth that's found in his word? Uh, How people are affirming you? Find out who you are in God. And secondly, kind of look through our life right now. What are the limitations that we are currently facing? And how can God permeate that with his love and his affirmation? So just kind of look, what are the limits that we are facing in our life? Knowing that God, he wants to be a part of that, wants to help us through those limitations. If you like the show, I would so appreciate it if you shared this with a friend. It's a great way for us to connect and continue these conversations and have these stories just go everywhere. Plus, you can also subscribe and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any more questions, you want to connect with Farah or get some notes from the show, they are at daniellezapchank.com. Thank you for listening today. Remember, your parable showcases that despite your limitations in your own 
own life as a human, God's love for you is limitless. Join me again next week for another conversation on the Parable Podcast. Oh, 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 oh,